usually I guess you start with foam and fiberglass and maybe go to wood. I started with wood and went to foam and fiberglass. Hello and welcome to the Smorgasbord podcast. I'm your host Dave Swan. Well, this year marks 25 years of factory surfboards in Caloundra. With that said, I thought it only fitting I catch up with the owner-shaper, Matt Williams. Matt and I talked about everything from his apprenticeship he served under a man considered to be one of the world's best surfboard shapers, Mr. Tom Wegner, right through to what Matt's design focus has been since taking over factory surfboards from original owner Paul Carson. Matt's an incredibly well-spoken bloke and it was truly interesting to hear his perspective on surfboard shaping and the plans he has for factory moving forward. As always, this episode of the Smorgasporter podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BOQ Budrum. Business finance, home loans, you name it. These are the people to talk to if you don't wish to deal with any corporate banking BS. Down to earth, old school banking is what they are all about. Remember, if you wish to read more about Matt Williams and factory surfboards, and indeed a whole host of other grassroots surfboard shapers, you can read it online or download a digital copy of Smorgasporter at www.smorgasporter.com.au. Alternatively, you can get a home delivery subscription of the mag delivered to your door for $25 a year. The mag's still free, you're only paying for postage and handling. Simply go to smorgasporter.com.au. Hope you enjoy our latest Smorgasporter podcast talking with Matt Williams. So, look, a couple of the questions I did want to ask first on foremost is probably, um, you know, you, you served an apprenticeship under a man who's not only considered to be one of the world's best surfboard shapers, mm-hmm. but who was actually awarded Surfer Magazine Shaper of the Year, Mr. Tom Wegner. Um, what was it like learning the craft from, from someone like Tom? I think it was uh, such a, a different experience going to wood. See, I never really had before going to Tom, I never, oh, I had made two surfboards before, but they were they were rubbish. Let's not talk about those first two <laughs> boards. Um, but I guess yeah, the 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 way with Tom was was straight into wood and kind of straight into finless and twelve foot boards and and making them out of stuff that didn't kill you in a couple of years, like fiberglass and resin and all this kind of stuff. Because Tom. I think one day found out that he was pretty allergic to resin. Um, yeah. Were built up in hives and his throat closed up or something like that. But yeah, once he did that, he was done. No more. So what, what age was that that you started? Um, I started the first surfboard manufacturing apprenticeship in Queensland, end of grade 11, so I was 16. Wow. And that was with That was, that with, was Tom. with Tom, yeah. And so I went through TAFE, and TAFE didn't know kind of what to do. So I did a cabinet-making course, which was the same tools. Yeah. And then I did a kind of resins course. While doing that, did a diploma in business management just to get another thing happening. But, yeah, now, now I think in the Goldie you can get a course, and at the end of it you get a certificate saying you're a surfboard manufacturer. Wow. And I think there's one through a CNC cutting machine now, or they're trying to, and, yeah. So, so how many years were you with Tom? For? With Tom, six and a bit years with Tom. Wow. Um, and through the course of that time, you know, what's what's some of the, I suppose, the most 
relevant things that you learned from from Tom? Or I think the best know? thing that I did with Tom was the whole finless thing. That was that was kind of like when I first again when I first started with him, I was a very basic surfer. Kind of had a longboard, had a shortboard, liked fixing dings, but wasn't very good at it. Um, and Tom was kind of when I started working for Tom, Clark Foam had just stopped. Yeah. And so and literally the first day I started with Tom, Clark Foam stopped and he's going, Matt, this is it, Matt. Like, we got it. Like, because of the wood and no foam. He's like, this is what it's going to be. And yeah, ever since then, it kind of just went up and up and up and up. And yeah, Tom was getting three, four, five orders for big wooden boards a week plus finless layers and kind of blew up really quickly. Yeah. And, and I mean, certain aspects of design, obviously the the whole finless side of things, but even and with then the just yeah, the whole the the whole construction of of wooden longboards itself was so much more than I even ever thought. Like yeah. there was so much more time consuming. Like, I can't remember the number, but there's there's kilometres of glue joins just in one board, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, just learning the, I guess the true. The true way to shape from Tom and Tom being from Donald Takayama and that kind of stuff, where it's yeah, you do you get in a planer and you're doing your rails and you're doing all that. So a real focus on rails, rails, and and yeah, your rockers and everything, everything like, like that. that. And Tom did have different rail ideas: thicker rails, flips, rolls, big fins on the tail, stuff like that. But yeah, it was kind of a real eye opener. I didn't, I, I didn't realize what I was getting into. <laughs> So through the course of that, you, you probably, and you'd be good to explain, you, you met through Paul Carson, was yep. it? Here so yeah, factory? basically, because um, Tom was allergic to um, resins and stuff like that, and the big wooden board still needed to get glassed, uh, I was driving them down to the factory here, it's how I met Paul, Joel, Thomas, um, they were down here back in the day, learning and earning and doing dings, just like I'm kind of doing now, um, and yeah. So, so many years down the track, you see the opportunity that that Paul was. Yeah. So basically, when I I with with Tom with all the big wooden boards and the layers and everything, like we were busy. We we were making up to like three or four big board, big wooden boards a week, plus the layers in between and all that. I think the numbers are probably a little bit wrong, but I think we did four or five hundred wooden boards. Wow. And maybe. Yeah, six or seven hundred layers kind of thing. And the thing with the wooden boards was they don't break. So everyone that wanted one got one. They're never going to buy another one because <laughs> they don't break. Yeah. So Tom made them so well that he kind of stuffed himself up in making them too strong. All those boards probably have been driven over by four-wheel drives and they're still perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so many years down the track, yeah, you're, many you're here at the factory, the and Paul um, says, "Hey, I'm looking to get out." Or what's yeah, that? I kind of yeah, we 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 made all the boards we could at Tom's. Tom kind of said, "Look, the work's kind of drying up. Um, I'd finish my apprenticeship and everything like that, and had a really good run with Tom. Went overseas thousands of times with him. Everything was paid for through making surfboards, um, and then yeah, it was coming down here." I'd left Tom's and actually got a real job for a bit making laminated beams in a factory, but I slipped two discs in my back nine months into that, which made me 12 months out of the water, basically 12 months lying flat on my back. And kind of coming in, seeing Paul and that, I'd moved down to Caloundra, um, seeing Paul and everything and realising that he was actually going to pack up shop, 
he hadn't done many orders that year, kind of Facebook and Instagram was running past him and he didn't, he didn't understand it and he tried everything in his power not to sell it to me. He's like, don't buy it, don't buy it. No, I want to buy it, I want to buy it, I want to buy it. Don't buy it. I bought it yeah. and then put it on Facebook, Instagram and then that second year tripled sales. Wasn't a lot. Yeah, but it still, still tripled sales. So what was the appeal of getting into the... Um, I guess it was, I did the wooden thing forever. Yeah. Coming down here, seeing Paul and Joel and Thomas doing the fiberglass thing with foam. A, it looked a bit easier because you weren't cutting into wood, you were just cutting into foam. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just it was just that, that kind of next step. Usually, I guess, you start with foam and fiberglass and maybe go to wood. I started with wood and went to foam and fiberglass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just saw the opportunity. Paul was selling it and I couldn't resist. Yeah. And around the... Well, not long after, also, you took on Black Apache as And well. then took on Black Apache. So I knew Jesse really well and he kind of said, look, I'm selling Black Apache. And I said, well, yeah, look, I'll, uh, I'll take that on too as another little brand. Um... And, yeah, got all his templates and everything with that. So it was kind of just, yeah, extending my kind of stuff to make boards, just making it better and more. So more and more, you More know, templates, shapes. shapes. He gave me, like, I've never seen a box full of more stickers in my life. <laughs> um, boardies and decals. He has over, like, 60 decals for that company, which I just couldn't believe. And just Jesse being Jesse's really cool guy kind of thing and wanted to help me and all that. And, yeah, I, I had to say yes. Yeah, and it's, it's obviously working Yeah, like, well. I mean, I don't do as many black Apaches as I do factories, but being a Gold Coast company and still doing, like, maybe 30, 40 a year of black Apaches is fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fine. So in terms of, I suppose, the next step of progression and all that kind of thing, what, what are you focusing on from a design perspective, I suppose, on, on the factory side of things and, and Black Apache? For it's kind of, um, I say it to a lot of people, I think like there's only so many combinations of measurements you're going to be able to use. I feel like with the surfing's been going on for however many years, I feel at a point every combination of measurement has to get used, yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know, I think. And then after that, it's kind of... I'm more into construction, making things lighter, stronger. Um, I know the shapes of my shapes at work. I've been working on them for ages, and it's kind of how the shape works in a different construction. It's the exact same shape, but you've got it made three different ways. It's going to work three different ways. So without going into any secrets or anything like that, is there anything in particular on the construction side of things? It's kind you? of like I'm really... I, I, and I did semi write it off back in the day but the uh the normal poly blank wrapped in epoxy um I've, i'm really kind of liking the feel of that it's kind of a stronger board you can glass it lighter essentially don't need a stringer as much and again like a board just feels so different being wrapped in epoxy but being a normal blank just stuff like that and then you you expand that to say a finless board kind of thing it's all different all again and I mean, that was my next question, was along that whole... I mean, you've obviously always had a keen interest in finless boards and, and ride them exceptionally well yourself. You've also developed, well, I suppose, progressed your take on the finless board as well. Definitely, after kind of, kind of leaving Tom's, um, we, I, I, if there was any kind of shape that I got forced into more than ever was the finless thing, and rightfully so. It's probably one of the funnest things you can ever do, especially on the coast. 
Um, and, and why is that? Is it because of the, the waves? I think yeah, it's just it? like if you got a if you got a chest high wave, that's you're looking at like oh yeah, it'll be all right to surf on a longboard. You look at it like oh, I'm not really going to get any on a shortboard. You ride a finless and you're scared. Instantly scared again. You're heading backwards into someone, and you don't know how to flip it back around. It just makes it fun. Like old apprentice Lang, first time he hopped on a finless. I don't think he hopped off for six months. Same deal. When Tom chucked me on a finless when I was 16, I rode finless straight for three years, no other board, yeah. just to make sure I was a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah. Until Harrison Roach and Ruster and all that hopped on him, and they kind of took it next level. <laughs> So on the finless, is there certain aspects of that design that, you know, I mean, I've seen some of your boards that you're focusing on. Is there anything different in terms of rail lines or bottom contours? Or? Simple is best with finless. If you, you see a lot of boards with channels and, and crazy rail shapes and all that, I think the furthest I've ever gone, well, we did go pretty far with Tom, but the furthest I've ever gone that worked was putting bodyboard rails on a finless board mm-hmm. combined with just a light concave through the middle. I feel like that was that was one of the best combinations we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and also just playing around with how high the edge sits. That's massive. If your edge sits too far forward, it actually pulls your nose up, which disengages your tail, which means you're just doing 360s the whole way. Yeah. Um, with the finless kind of thing, I kind of... I like making it, like, a lot of people... And, like... It's awesome surfing, but a lot of people do huge 360s and all that, but I kind of like holding rail and making it look like it might have fins, yep. but it not having fins, then doing a 360 at the end or whatever. But, yeah, I kind of... My whole thing with the finless is to, just to keep up with shortboarders. I want to be able to keep up with a shortboarder on a finless, say yep. six-foot bar, be out there with the shortboarders getting smashed, so barreling wet botella out there yep. on a finless trying to do it. I think that's that's where I want to go with the finless. Because you had uh, also that what was it the bottle opener? That bottle was a opener. Bit that was kind of like yeah. So that was a bit of a weird tail. It actually went off one of Ryan Lovelace's um, rabbit rabbit's foot. foot yeah. I think that's when I first saw that. I was like oh. And in, in fact, I kind of did the tail a bit wrong. And if it wasn't there, the board would probably work better. Yeah. But I got used to the tail being wrong and having to put your hand in the water or a different rail in the water. And yeah, you kind of get used to it. But yeah, the bottle opener was yeah just a a trip that worked. Yeah, another experimental. Yeah. So I suppose with this, I mean, with all the different types of boards you you're crafting, you must have a pretty diverse array of customers. What are they, you know, yeah, for sure. What are most people coming in and asking you to shape, or is it anything it's, and everything, all ages? Or? It's so funny because it's just to do with the season. So if we're kind of cyclone season, I'm doing a heap of black stringers, white boards, boys that want to get barreled and do airs. As soon as winter comes along, they kind of die out and you get your finless and longboarders. Yep. Um, then we're going to get a swell in winter, so all those shortwater guys come back, get some step-ups in between the logs. And then, like right now, when in the northerlies, people looking at 12-footers, 10-footers and finless. Yep. As soon as January comes around, we'll be straight back into the high-performance scene and it kind of goes with the season. And Paul's back. Paul's back working helping. With you, the, uh, the yeah, so Paul again, so. is back. Um, he is. Whenever I I try and kind of give Paul maybe three or four orders to work on, I'll shape him obviously. But the greatest thing about Paul is you can tell him to do something and it's done perfectly, like perfect every time almost when I need him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I don't need him, he's cool. He's fine, just like that. But 
Yeah, I think having Paul and um, like sometimes having Joel Beck in as well. Yeah, because like, you've got a couple of the other boys in there. So Joel's kind of using the place at uh, my glassing factory and sanding bay because it's pretty well set up now. Um, and yeah, I've never seen a better sander in my life than Joel Beck. You can't yeah. get better than him. He is at the top of the game. Can do 30 in a day. Yeah. Finished. And the other boys here as well? And so I've got Lang in and out. Lang is um, doing repairs and kind of... He was an apprentice, but um, he kind of had an opportunity to go tree lopping in Hawaii last year, and I just said, you should already be out of here and on a plane <laughs> to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the uh, volcano and everything in Hawaii stopped that pretty quickly, and so now he's back, back. slowly getting back into um, fixing dings and, yeah, making boards again. And... I suppose this year in particular marks 25 years of the, the factory. The factory, that's it. Momentous yeah. milestone. I mean, yeah, what's that like? Is it, yeah, it must... It is crazy. It's kind of, I've, I've got five years of that 20 years and um, Paul's got pretty well the rest of that 20 years. So it is funny. It is funny to think of it like that, that it's still here. Yeah, and, and anything in particular, I suppose, with the mark of that anniversary, like uh, old shapes you're revisiting or anything we like actually, that? We actually haven't thought about it, but, I mean, um, with Free Fluid kind of coming back on the scene, a guy kind of um, purchased the Free Fluid label and um, asked Paul if he wanted to make him again. Paul dusted off the cobwebs of all the templates and looked at his spray book and kind of got some sprays happening and there's a couple Because that rack. in itself, that's his... Original that label. That was his original with a couple 40s. of the other kind of blokes that were around doing it. Um, MP made a couple of free fluids. Oh, wow. They're kind of, I've got the MP template up there still. Yeah. With a chain and lock on it. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of boys wanted to use it and I made sure it going back that afternoon. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's essentially two. You've got free fluid in here yeah. that's 40 years and, and yep. a factory that's yep. 25 yep. years. So. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a bit of history in little old Caloundra. Um, you see, and you definitely see all the relics that come in, the 60, 70, 80-year-olds with their original free fluid. Like, holy wow, that's a board. Yeah. So, I mean, looking forward, you know, what's what's the plans? I mean, it's yeah, there's a lot of history in the place. What, what's, yeah, what are you looking at going forward? Is there anything in particular or shapes or designs? or? I'm actually just looking... I, I, want, I kind of want the shed to... Um, before we get into shapes and that, I kind of just want the shed to be kind of running almost like, not 24-7, but kind of seven days with how much, how many people are moving here. And yeah. like I got town planning mates that are saying 700,000 people will be here in seven years kind of thing. And we just did a big renovation on the place and got a machine in and kind of just looking for the future um, of everyone's coming to Sunshine Coast to surf, you can guarantee yep. that. And this is the first point of call. This is the first. <laughs> be, besides Noosa, this is the other right hand point coming up from Brisbane. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you can only see this place quadrupling and, and even more in the surf industry. So just kind of. I say seal the deal at being here. We've been here for 25 years already, so just making sure that everyone knows that we are here. And, and setting up a little bit of a, I suppose, a, I suppose a front of office kind of yeah, retail to the factory. A bit and, more of a showroom. We were kind of looking at maybe getting a little showroom on the main street and doing all that, but it's just, I don't know, this has been here forever, so keep it here. Yeah, and it keeps it kind of, you know, grassroots Definitely. and Definitely, like and that, it's so. just like, the showroom could probably be a little bit nicer and after I get through this Christmas hit, we'll come back in on the holidays and kind of 
see what we can do to make it look nicer, but I'm just stoked. I've got five glassing racks now. i got... I got a shaping room with aircon. I got a sanding room with two fans in it. Just, <laughs> I sound old because I'm getting so excited on the little things. That's <laughs> no, cool. And and yeah, what's the, what's the next things you're focusing on from a, a board side of things and design? Anything in particular? Or it's just I think just making good boards. So crew coming in, knowing what they want, knowing how to make that, getting it to them quickly. Like I just want a quick turnaround. Um, I don't know the future of shapes yet. I think that's it'll all come down to making a mistake and, wow, that works really well. I think that's the best designs ever have come from mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of how it will happen again. Kind of some of the best finless designs we've done have come from mistakes. Some of the best log designs have come from mistakes. Um, the only board that I've ever had in mind that I haven't made yet is a finless nose rider. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one. That's the one that Tom's always been thinking. I've been thinking, can't figure it out just yet. But that's the next thing, I guess. That's Plus, awesome. Tom's kind of cork and polonia that he's now doing. Yeah. Um, I've wrapped one of my fish shapes in it. Goes unreal. Kind of maybe do a log next. Finless next. Tom's been going pretty hard with my finless shape, his finless shapes. So he's obviously still coming down here? He's or? coming down here. I'm still going up there. When I kind of did my ghost finless shape, he was just so stoked on it because it's a bit different to his. Yeah. I made a template up for him. I'm like, basically gave it to him as a present. Thanks, Tom. Here's my shape. Go nuts. Yeah. He's going nuts with it. Matt, I reckon you could fix this a little bit. Yep, sweet, Tom. A little bit more rocker in the nut. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, and that, and that kind of seems really nice. I mean, particularly between you and Tom, obviously the history there, and, and Paul and, and and Joel, for that matter, is that the, there's more of a, a sense of uh, what, for want of a better word, unity or collaboration. Definitely. Whereas, definitely. Is, does that always exist? You reckon, or is that just kind of a bit you, unique here to the coast? Look or? in other industries, and it definitely doesn't exist. Look at the building industry and all that. Like that's there's no way that exists in a building industry. Or yeah, you see, and it's the Australian mentality that we talk about a lot, and that's like a lot of people in Australia don't like people succeeding, mm. and it's that hey, it's really nice to kind of talk to Paul, Joel, even Thomas is always like, how's the factory going, all this kind of because that's where camaraderie, he kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Where he started, and like you're all in a you're all in a big group. Yeah. Especially like the little things like getting blanks from the Goldie. It's like, hey man, I'm getting some blanks from the Goldie. If I could fit any, do you have any? Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. I'll get mine. I'll get yours the next time. Cool. Paul's maybe driving up in the truck. Is like, hey, boys, you need any blanks or anything? Like, just kind of, yeah, if you work together, don't, don't fight everyone. You don't need to fight everyone. You don't need to be against everyone because we're doing the same thing. Yeah. That's what makes it really special. For sure. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the latest episode of our Smorgasporter podcast and my interview with Matt Williams of Factory Surfboards. Remember, if you wish to read more about grassroots surfboard shapers, you can do so by going to smorgasporter.com.au where you can download a digital edition of the magazine or get a home delivery subscription of the mag. Thanks once again, Smorgasporters. Tune in next week. We'll have more for you.